Hello, and welcome to the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true, and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker, and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. We've been following the life of the prophet Elijah. We've also been following the rule of King Ahab in the northern kingdom of Israel. King Ahab was one of the most wicked kings who had ever ruled in Israel up until this point. He had built shrines to the false god Baal and had married Jezebel, a woman who was completely against Yahweh. She had sent her messengers to kill all of the prophets and priests who had worshipped God faithfully in the land. And just when you thought King Ahab could not get any worse... Today's story will reveal just how wicked and selfish he really was. There was a man who lived in the northern kingdom of Israel, in the town of Jezreel, and his name was Naboth. Can you say Naboth? Naboth owned a vineyard. Do you know what a vineyard is? Vineyards were very common in Israel because of the good climate for growing grapes. That is exactly what a vineyard grows, grapes. Jesus gave a parable about a vineyard in Matthew chapter 21, verse 33. He knew the Israelites would be able to understand his parable about the vineyard because there were so many vineyards in their land. In his parable, he talked about a certain householder who planted a vineyard and hedged it around a bough and dug a wine press in it and built a tower in it. This lets us know a little bit more about what vineyards were like. They were often located on a hillside, and they would usually have a hedge or a fence around them. The owner would dig the soil in rows, just like you would if you were growing rows of corn in a field. They would remove all of the large stones so the soil was soft and good for the grape seeds to grow. The owner would also place a watchtower in the middle of the vineyard where he would hire men to keep watch over the vineyard so that no one could come in and steal or destroy the grapes in the vineyard. The vineyard owner would hire workers alongside of his family to gather the grapes when they were ripe and ready to be picked by placing them in baskets. When the grapes were ready to pick at harvest time, it would be a time of celebration where the family and workers would gather together, pick the grapes, and place them in the baskets with great joy and much singing. So, as you can see, vineyards were a special part of Israelite culture. Naboth's vineyard had been in his family for many years. It had been passed down from his grandfather to his father and now to him. He was proud of his vineyard. Now, what does Naboth's vineyard have to do with King Ahab, you ask? Well, Naboth's vineyard was in the town of Jezreel, and Jezreel was where King Ahab had built his second palace. That's right, King Ahab had more than one palace. He had one in the capital city of Samaria and one in Jezreel. And guess where King Ahab built his palace in Jezreel? Right next to Naboth's vineyard. One day, King Ahab came out of his palace onto his patio and looked out over Naboth's beautiful vineyard. And right then and there, he decided he wanted it for himself. 
He said to Naboth, Let me have your vineyard to use for a vegetable garden, since it is so close to my palace. In exchange, I will give you a better vineyard, or, if you prefer, I will pay you whatever it is worth. Well, you might be thinking, this was a great offer. Naboth should take the money and do with it whatever he wanted. King Ahab was willing to pay him for it. But true seekers, Naboth loved his vineyard more than any price of money King Ahab would pay to him. This vineyard had been passed down to him and was a part of his family. No amount of money could pay for that. This vineyard had been his inheritance. Naboth replied to the king, The Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance of my fathers. Naboth understood the value in what he had been given from his fathers, the value of what had been passed down to him. He would not so easily throw it away. So Ahab went home, sullen and angry, because Naboth had said, I will not give you the inheritance of my fathers. Do you know what King Ahab did? Well, I'm embarrassed to say he threw a temper tantrum. He threw himself on his bed, crying and refusing to eat any food. Can you believe that? A grown adult man throwing a tantrum because he did not get his way. Kind of embarrassing for a king, don't you think? His wife Jezebel came in and asked him, Why are you so sullen? Why won't you eat? He answered her, Because I said to Naboth, Sell me your vineyard, or if you prefer, I will give you another vineyard in its place. But he said, I will not give you my vineyard. Jezebel, his wife, said, Is this how you act as king over Israel? Get up and eat. Cheer up, I'll get you the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite. I think you know by now that Jezebel was ten times more evil than her husband, King Ahab. What could she be up to? Jezebel concocted an evil plan against Naboth. She wrote letters in Ahab's name and placed his seal on them and sent them to the elders and nobles who lived in Naboth's city with him. In those letters she wrote, Proclaim a day of fasting and seat Naboth in a prominent place among the people, but seat two scoundrels opposite him and have them testify that he has cursed both God and the king. Then take him out and stone him to death. Oh, true seekers, you knew it would be evil. Jezebel made a plan to make it look like Naboth was guilty of speaking against God and the king. She would set up men to falsely accuse him of something he did not do in order to make it look like he was the bad guy. That's the way evil works. It's sneaky and tricky and deceitful. So, the elders and nobles who lived in Naboth city did as Jezebel directed in the letters she had written to them. Now, you might be thinking, weren't the elders and nobles friends with Naboth? Surely they must have known him and his family since he had lived there his whole life. Surely they knew that Naboth was a good man. It didn't matter. They were more afraid of Jezebel than standing up for what was right. They proclaimed a fast and seated Naboth in a prominent place among the people. While everyone was celebrating and eating, 
The two scoundrels came and sat opposite him. He had no idea what was about to happen. Suddenly, they began to bring up charges against him before the people, saying, Naboth has cursed both God and the king. We heard him. He has cursed God and the king. And before Naboth could say anything, they took him outside the city and stoned him to death. Then they sent word to Jezebel, Naboth has been stoned and is dead. As soon as Jezebel heard that Naboth had been stoned to death, she said to Ahab, Get up and take possession of the vineyard of Naboth. He is no longer alive but dead. When Ahab heard that Naboth was dead, he got up and went down to take possession of Naboth's vineyard. Is that it? Is that all? you might ask. Where was God? How could this happen? Don't worry. God saw the whole thing. God saw what happened and his word came to Elijah saying, Go down to meet Ahab, king of Israel, who rules in Samaria. He is now in Naboth's vineyard, where he has gone to take possession of it. Say to him, This is what the Lord says. Have you not murdered a man and seized his property? Then say to him, This is what the Lord says. In the place where dogs licked up Naboth's blood, dogs will lick up your blood. Yes, yours. God was telling King Ahab that he would die because of what he had done. Ahab said to Elijah, So you have found me, my enemy. I have found you, Elijah answered, because you have sold yourself to do evil in the eyes of the Lord. He said, I am going to bring disaster on you. I will consume your descendants and cut off from Ahab every last male in your line. I will make your house like that of Jeroboam and that of Basha, because you have caused Israel to sin. You see, there never was a man like Ahab who sold himself to do evil in the eyes of the Lord, urged on by Jezebel his wife. He behaved in the vilest manner by going after idols like the Amorites and Canaanites who had lived in the land before Israel drove them out. When Ahab heard these words, he tore his clothes. Amazingly, what Elijah said to him actually scared him. It put the fear of God in his heart, so he put on sackcloth and fasted. He lay in sackcloth and went around meekly. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, Have you noticed how Ahab has humbled himself before me? Because he has humbled himself, I will not bring this disaster in his day, but I will bring it on his house in the days of his son. And so King Ahab's family line would not continue on the throne of Israel because of the sin he had committed against Naboth. Dear True Seekers, what truth did we find in this story? Can I tell you something? Naboth did something very brave. He did not give up his inheritance. He knew the value of what had been given to him, and he would not give it up for anything, not even all the money in the world from King Ahab. Do you know that you have an inheritance just like Naboth? No, I don't mean you have a vineyard, but you have been given an inheritance. Do you know what an inheritance is? An inheritance is something that is passed down from one family member to another. For example, if a father and mother own property or money, 
they can pass that on to their children after they die. Just like Naboth's father passed on his vineyard to Naboth after he died. When you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you become a child of God. Your sins are forgiven and you are made clean. God becomes your father. And guess what? He has an inheritance to pass on to you. Everything that belongs to him now belongs to you. I mean, think about that. He is the God of creation. He owns everything. All that is your heavenly father's is passed to you. It is your inheritance. This means all of God's joy is inherited to you. All of God's love is inherited to you. All of God's faithfulness is inherited to you. All of God's protection, all of his provision is inherited to you. And one day you will see the fullness of your inheritance in heaven. There was once a story told of a girl who lived in a small home with her mother. Her father had died and they had little money to survive. They struggled to get by until one day, an unexpected visit from the queen of their country surprised them. The queen had come to her to tell the girl that her father had been the prince, the queen's son. He had left the palace and his crown to lead a normal common life and fell in love and married. They never knew he was a prince. You see, all of the queen's royalty and all of her inheritance was to be passed down to her son. But since her son had died, all of the royalty and inheritance would now go to his daughter, the poor girl who had lived alone with her mother. All this time she had no idea that her father had been royalty. His inheritance made her royalty simply because she was his daughter. You, dear true seeker, are a child of God. You have nothing to fear. Your inheritance is great. You did not earn it, but rather, Jesus paid the price for your sins so that you could receive the greatest inheritance ever. I can guarantee you that when Naboth stood before God in his presence, he knew the fullness of his inheritance and he was rewarded for his faithfulness. Be like Naboth. Don't throw away your inheritance for a lie the enemy would try to tell you. Don't sell your inheritance to the enemy. Hold it tight. Stand fast and believe that you are a child of God, no matter what circumstances you might face in this life. God is for you, He is with you, He loves you, and He will never forsake you. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in 1 Kings chapter 21. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have made a way possible for us to come into your family through Jesus. Because of Jesus, we are sons and daughters, and as sons and daughters, you have a wonderful inheritance for us. You have given us full salvation and freedom from our sins. You have given us all that is yours in Jesus' name. Nothing can compare to the riches of your love that you have so freely lavished upon us. Today, we receive not because we have done anything to deserve it, but because Jesus died for us. Jesus has made us good. Jesus has made us righteous. Thank you, Jesus, for washing us white as snow, 
Thank you for forgiving us of our sins. Thank you for setting us free and placing your joy inside of us. This truly is the best inheritance we could ever receive. And we look forward to the day where we will receive the fullness of our inheritance when you return for us. In the meantime, give us boldness and courage to share what Jesus did for us with others so that they might receive your inheritance too. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining me today, True Seekers, and I look forward to our time together next week.